Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. An Erio's original. And he said, well, they're investigating you to consider charging you with the crime of conspiracy to assassinate the president of the United States, which holds a lifetime sentence. It's taking over my dreams, waking me out of my sleep. I think I'm coming apart. Hi, this is Margaret Cho, and this is The Margaret Cho. Today, somebody you know very well, the amazing Kathy Griffin. Yeah, I'm coming out of the dark. So um, we'll take the house tour in a minute, but this house is impressive. This is a very fancy house. I lovingly call it my fuck you house. It because is, Because yeah. I love when agents or executives come in and they go, oh my God, what does your husband do? And I go, <laughs> I'm my ridiculous. husband. Right. I do dick Ridiculous. Jokes. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it, uh, is it a historic property? It is a historic property in that it is the subject of a documentary called Sour Grapes. Mm-hmm. And it was on an episode of American Greed because the guy who built the house is an Indonesian guy named Rudy, who is now in prison. And he is the number one wine defrauder in history. Oh. Yes. You may have read about him. And he and his mother, and I, I can't. I guess I'm on the wrong side of the law, but I kind of have a thing for the mom uh-huh. because I guess they got caught. I think they were living in Bell and the mom looked very much like my mom, like I guess the Indonesian version of my mom. Mm-hmm. And the 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 quote crime photos are just, I find them charming. Mm-hmm. It's his mom in a muumu and she's older mm-hmm. and it's just her with a bunch of bottles in a sink in a house in Bell. Mm-hmm. And what they would do is they would siphon off the labels of fancy wines, put them on cheap bottles, right. and they fooled so many sommeliers wow. and James Beard Award winners that I actually think it's funny in the documentary Sour Grapes, which I guess I'm plugging Netflix. My favorite part of the documentary, they, they actually don't show the house. They show it for like one frame, is um, all these sommeliers, they kind of still stick up for him because yeah. they just can't bring themselves to admit yeah. that they were fooled wow. by Rudy and his mom in her muumuu and Belle. So I'm going to be honest. I feel like if the mom like ever showed up, I think I would let her in. Yeah, you should. Right? I'd be like, you know, because it has a thousand bottle wine cellar. Mm -hmm. And as you know, I've never had a drink in my life. Right. And it's, I just find that sort of humorous. Mm -hmm. And also this is the house that wine built. Mm -hmm. And throughout the house, there are professional grade wine coolers everywhere. Right. So I think this was going to be like the main operation before Mm -hmm. Rudy went on his staycation. I see. I kind of want to honor 
him a little bit in that at least I'm leaving like the the wine areas. I think that's good. Yeah, but you it put was perfume in there. You could put skincare in there. Well, I will tell you that Chris Jenner, and you know I love to drop a name. Yes, Chris Jenner came over, and you have to maintain the room at I think 55 degrees at all times. And Chris Jenner came over, and she said, "You know what you should do." Or no, she goes like this. You know what we should do? And I go, there's no we. All right, what are you talking about? All right, I'm going to call you a dirty whore the minute you leave. And she laughed and she goes, we should call in style and you should have a dinner party. And we all wear parkas and the chalices are all made of ice. And in style, we'll pay for it all. Ooh. And I go, no, they won't. And she goes, of course they will. I go, no, no. I go, are you going to call them and are you coming? And she's like, no, but I'm, I'm sure you could. I go, no, Chris. I can call in style 10 times, okay? Mm-hmm. They're not covering me in parkas. And I go, but I, besides, I go, I don't think that's like a fun party. No, it would be fun. Fi- it's kind of cold, 55 degrees. That is really cold. But I did love that Chris Jenner was like, it, everybody will cover it. Yeah, and the, I love the conspiratorial tone mm-hmm. of like, you know what we should do. Right, we. I like that. Yes. I think she's very nice. I think I she, love her. I think she's great. I and think she's a genius, actually. Of course she is. Of course I mean, she is. All that she's created out of... Really, just her daughters. You know what this- I thought was was really good, and I'm you know I'm still gonna make fun of anyone, mm-hmm. people, places, and things. But I really liked that Jill Soloway quote when she said, "You can't really call yourself a feminist and shit on Kylie Jenner." Oh, Meaning, it's true. Yeah. Is is there any woman among us who wishes that they had, who doesn't wish that they had thought of that and had Chris Jenner saying, "It's so great." Here's your lip liner. Yeah. And you're going to be a billionaire with a B. It's so great. And then they were neighbors too. They were, when I was here the first time, I know that they lived next door or Kim and Kanye live next door. Kim and Kanye live next door. And I have to say during the whole like Trump photo scandal, like for the next year and a half, having them next door, believe it or not, was sort of really consoling Uh because (laughs) with all the craziness and the sort of crap raining down on me, every so often I would just look out the window and see something really like funny and outrageous. Like Chris got them a custom Rolls Royce golf cart. Oh. So Kim and Kanye could drive the kids around the little um, circle in the community. Mm -hmm. And then one day on my walk and I should have taken a photo, but even I isn't, I'm not this much of an asshole. I'm on my walk. And then I see Kanye with a tow truck because halfway across the little community, I guess the Rolls Royce golf cart broke down or ran out of gas or something. And it was just a hilarious visual to see a tow truck driver and Kanye West, and you hear the truck like, beep, beep, and Kanye's just waving like, okay, we're bringing it down. <laughs> and, I, and I had to give him this little clap. Yeah. And I just went yeah. like this. Yeah. And I didn't say a word, and I don't know if he recognized me. Well, I'm sure he did. I don't know. I mean, there's time, like, every time I went over there, Kim was like, this is Kathy, the comedian from next door, <laughs> who sure came that, over last time. Yeah, He's got to remember. Okay, let's go with it. Well, you know, I and then I would go in for a hug Mm -hmm. and um, he would stiffen up. And then, of course, I wouldn't let go. So then it became like this weird game. (laughs) And I have to say, I love her because she laughs at my jokes. Yeah. And she she laughed. He really acted like he didn't know what was happening. And um, I was just like, okay, she gets it. So I I just assumed when I left, she'd be like, oh, that's Kathy. She's outrageous. She's trying Mm -hmm. to push your buttons. Like, I don't know. I always love to imagine their conversations either before I went over Mm -hmm. or after I left. Yes. Yes. And also, I just like to imagine the conversations like at the breakfast table. And in general. I mean, in general, how do they communicate? And... Well, first of all, I'm I'm going to say that, I mean, he's he's open about his issues, right? So right. we can talk about that. But um, 
I I'm just gonna say there's real love there. I think so too. Like I really I think so. I really, you know, I mean she's aware. She's aware of the issues. Yeah. She's yeah. she's not not aware. And she loves him and the kids are great. Mm-hmm. And I will always be grateful because um one time my my mom my beloved mom, Maggie, who you've known forever, yes. and of course who just loves you, loves Love you, her. loves you, Love adores her. you forever. She has fallen into very, very deep dementia. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's kind of like invasion of the body snatchers. So yeah. it's just really sad because, as you know, her mind even at, even at ninety nine. I mean, she really up until like ninety seven and a half, she still had it and was still, so by the way, yeah, so still sharp. watching the Kardashians every week. Uh-huh. Still <sighs> watching Sean Hannity. Oh, really? Yes, Margaret. I don't. That is the weirdest. How do we forgive? I don't know. I, I love her. It's really divided so many so many families right although i will say like i think at my mom's age it was easier to deal with because it wasn't like i i you know my joke and i kind of think it's half true i i think she kind of switched to fox news because um as she said and this is true she said i like fox news because they talk loud and they wear very bright colors and when Lawrence o'donnell your goddamn boyfriend is on i can barely hear him (laughs) and i by the way i i've told the story before but i'm so proud of it what I would do is I would go to her condo and I would switch it to Rachel Maddow when she wasn't looking. Mm-hmm. And then she started watching the Maddow show mm. and loved it because she didn't know I had changed the channel. Oh. And I'm very proud of this. Rachel Maddow, who I do not know, I met her one time like in a hallway for two seconds. She somehow heard about it and sent my mom an autographed photo, <gasps> like an eight by 10 headshot of her at the desk. And it said, Dear Maggie, I love it here at Fox. Keep watching Rachel Maddow. Oh, so. Wow. Great. My mom always thought Rachel Maddow, and this, I'm not even kidding. This is going to sound totally inappropriate. She said Rachel Maddow is her favorite guy on Fox. Oh, I think that's so nice. I do too. At it's 97, I, we can't get mad. If no. she was 17, I would. Right. I would. We would call the gay star chamber, which you and I are members of, <laughs> and we, you know we take the elevator down, mm-hmm. and there's the the vault. Mm-hmm. You know, and then David Geffen opens the vault <laughs> and then the ghost of Sandy Gallen lets us in. Oh and it's just, it's just, you know, it's a series of doors. It's like Get Smart. Yes, it's a series it, that's of elevator right. doors. It's a, that's right. But at 97, you know, yeah, you have to just, what, what are some of the like, I mean, I don't know you've talked about it in your act, but was there ever anything as your mom got like really older? Mm-hmm. Did you find that you were able to put up with the inappropriate stuff more? Um, or did your mom get PC? Please tell me she didn't. She didn't get PC exactly, but she, uh, I don't know. They're still pretty like much the same. Like both of my parents, although they started to become each other. So they're not <laughs> different at all. You know, they're very like, they're, did you ever tell them that? No, they would be more. Oh, you have to, oh, I want to know. Other. Cause I just have a feeling they would deny it. Yeah. They would definitely okay, go, good, Oh good. no, I'm nothing like him. <laughs> They would be like very, very like anti that idea. But what I, would your dad say? He would just like protest in a very like guttural like. Wow, he sounds really Ooh. violent. He sounds really violent. <laughs> they just are very like they're 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 very uh, similar. Now they've been married for like sixty years. I know it's so, so cool. It's my, so my parents long. were when my dad died. They were about to come up on sixty five years. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's good. Um, it's good for like partnering your... lessons for us. Oh, tell me about it. It's good. But I don't um, have a partner. I'm single. Good. I'm single. Anyone, you good. have to, you deserve the best and only the best. I know. And you must hold out for the best and only the best. <laughs> Who would be good? I don't even know. Like, I think when, because I'm 50 now, so it's sort of like, I kind of think maybe I won't be in a relationship ever again because I've had one every time. No. 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 
you're going to find that right person and it's going to finally be the right person that you go, okay, this is what I've been looking for. Yes. And he's going to adore you. I hope so. I think that's the number one quality. Mm -hmm. Must adore. Must adore. Yeah. And nice. Must adore and nice. Yes. And be like straight up, you know. And and cool. Yeah. Like honest and And good person. And And, I mean, but you know, it's, it, it is like one of those things, like how do you date when you're famous and older and And you're a female comedian and you don't have a um oh i was gonna ask you who's your spotter these days who's my (laughs) can you explain to your audience what a spotter is what is a spotter okay i love that you said that because look i love dave Chappelle. i think he's a genius Uh you and i have known him since he was a teenager 18 or whatever yeah and dave says to me one time um not too long ago i ran into him in i think montreal and he goes uh because I was doing like a lot of lot of shows. Yeah. I think I was in the middle of like an 80 city tour one year. I went kind of cuckoo after I got canned from Bravo. I just panicked. I was like, I'm doing 80 cities. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, he's like, uh, who's your spotter? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, spotter. And you know, you don't want to act like you don't know. And I'm thinking, okay, is like, that is a new word for agent? Is that a word for like road manager? Mm-hmm. And I'm just finally I just went, what's a spotter? And he's like, you know, like when you're doing shows, like who's the person that goes in the audience with a flashlight and then like tells you later like this is a hot guy you know you should sleep with tonight wow and i go (laughs) and as i've had many times with our male comedian friends yeah i had to just go david you don't get it Mm -hmm. how many decades have i been saying when you're when you're a chick comic you pretty much do the show and in my case i am happy happy to go back to the hotel Mm -hmm. watch tv and have a tuna melt yeah there's no spotter i go when you're female Mm -hmm. even if i mean look i don't know maybe there are heterosexual women out there that would have a spotter find a hot dude by the way they don't exist it's not like that for female comedians there's not like a bunch of hot guys waiting to you know that's the more the jerry seinfeld with women situation but i i was just trying to say like you have to understand how could that be safe for me in any scenario Mm -hmm. where there's a total stranger and i'm like oh because you were in the audience why don't you come back to the hotel and rape me and draw and corner (laughs) me you know so i just was like i don't think you've thought of the logistics and also I think that would be weird and gross to fucking audience member. I can't believe all the guys do it. Well, I mean, and I won't I guess... name names, but you and I both know plenty. Yeah, who I literally mean... just like like when I was doing clubs, mm-hmm. my opener would just be fucking like either Lay cocktail pipe. waitress or yeah. Always, it, we, I was always like staff, which I think is better though, because staff is different. Staff but in is a like, hotel that I was paying for, like, well, hello, yeah, liability but... issues. And also, <laughs> what if this poor woman doesn't have a good experience with mm. such said male comic? Like, True. So anyway, True. I'm just, I'm still to this day explaining, like, there's a really big difference between girl comics and boy comics. Right. It's just how we approach... Post mm-hmm. post show, I I didn't know. So yeah. you're saying you you don't have a spotter either. I don't have a spotter. I've never even thought of that. I've never even thought. No, I've I, never. I've asked so. I've asked Lisa Lemp and I've asked every comic, and they're like, "Of course not." Like, I mean, yeah, I just don't think that. I don't know, and I'm also not in the mood necessarily after shows. After shows, I would want to go back and eat. Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. Or you go know? over the jokes and be like, okay, what worked, what didn't, you know, or whatever. Yeah, something, but, but it's not, and, and definitely, you know, or watch a Forensic Files or whatever. Of course. Yeah. All the best shows are on. Late at night. Yes. Or an infomercial. Yes, and some, yeah, especially if you're in, like, not a major city. When you go on the road, what do you, what are the sort of local things that you like to do? Is it food? Um, Is it I'll TV? usually do, like, Is food. Ar- architecture? Uh, yeah, food, or maybe just the shopping Usually it's mostly shopping and food. That that's kind of my interest. If I if I'm really ambitious, if I'm there for a long time, or if it's Europe or, or Britain, and then it's a museum. 
Oh, cool. Yeah. As if I have the energy, then it's food and shopping. I agree. I think it's so weird to travel and then go to like chain restaurants. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's I'm weird. I'm like, what a, wait a minute. You know, <laughs> I, I don't want to go to a restaurant I could go to in LA or maybe wouldn't even go to in LA. Yeah. Although I have done the Cracker Barrel. Because there are just times when you're just on the freeway, yeah, and that's as, that's as close to homemade. I but do like I've, a Mad Libs, so you can I, go I like to the a general Mad Libs, store. And I have had a dream, which I, I haven't fulfilled, of buying a rocking chair with every state on it. Oh, that's great! You know, and it's it's. I'm not really a collector, but mm-hmm. if if I ever became a hoarder, which is on the table, <laughs> then that would be one of the things I would collect. Well, I mean, I wouldn't think of you as a collector unless it's something like a dolly. Remember your dolly? I still have it. It's upstairs. And my um, mother used to call it the Picasso. And she'd say, oh. you're having all these goddamn parties and someday someone's going to steal that Picasso. <laughs> and I just went with it. And I said, oh, I know. You're right. I got to hide that. What would Pablo say? <laughs> what, what, is your, um, what is your city that you would go to if the shit really, really hit the fan with Trump? Or country. San Francisco. Well, I think San Francisco or country. Yes. Okay. Um, so if it was in America, you'd be like, all right, they've, you know, there's civil war. They've taken to the streets, all the mm-hmm. stuff they're threatening to do. There's torches. So in America, it would be San Francisco. And then what about country? Maybe Iceland. Oh, that would probably be the place I played to go. there. How is it there? It's, I've never played. I've never been there, but I've always wanted to go. It's super cool. It's yeah. super cool. The people there are very, very smart. Everywhere mm-hmm. I went, they engage in like intellectual conversation. Yes. It was the first time that I was in a restaurant and a guy yelled at me because I asked for a straw for my Diet Coke. <gasps> and then when he told me why, uh-huh. I was so stupid. That's the first time I heard about the straw thing. And I was like, oh. So they're super economically, uh, I'm sorry, uh, ecologically aware in yeah. a way that we need to be. That's great. And uh, the food was great. And because when I was there, it was just so bitter cold that mm. like many places like with a climate like that, you get just great restaurants. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you kind of get great conversation. And mm-hmm. the audience was fantastic. Like yeah. I, I got to play kind of like, I guess it was their opera house, but it's, 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 I forgot the name of the hall, but the audience was so great. And um I finally said to them, I go, how do you guys even like know who I am? And then they yelled YouTube. And I'm like, I'm barely a presence on YouTube. But I was grateful that somehow I was able to muster up an audience there. It's great. Yeah. It's great. I mean, it's um, that's where you should have the dinner with the parkas. Yes. In an ice true. hotel that's in true. Iceland. Where yes. would you go if you... I, you know, it's, you it's so escape. funny. I was thinking that if something happened where mm-hmm. there was some sort of Armageddon where, you know, we all had to make some sort of choice and it wasn't like we just had to. Mm-hmm. I think I would move to Montreal. Oh, I love Montreal. I've always too, yeah. loved Montreal. It is great. I would brush up on my French mm-hmm. and learn to say more than Oué La Toilette. And I just, I just think it's a great city. It is. And we have lots of good memories there. Yeah. Which is nice. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Yeah. 
Yeah. But you're, you know, you're, we're not, there's not going to be civil war. He's going to be impeached. Yes. And, and I feel like you were the start of the descent. You were the start of the road back to normal, I think. I, I tried to ring a bell. You know, my joke is I was ahead of my time. You very but, ahead, but, but that's great. It's definitely been, uh, you know, I mean, you've known me a long time, and I've definitely never been through anything like this. No. And when I found out, no one has. So Nobody has. Because it never happened in the history of the United States is no. why I made the movie, Kathy Griffin, Hell of a Story. Yes. Um, and I'm... I'm so glad to be able to like still be going to film festivals and yeah. it's getting awards, which mm-hmm. is hilarious to me because I don't know anything about the movie industry. Mm-hmm. And yet they have embraced me more than the industry I've been making a living in for decades, which mm-hmm. is television and now streaming. Right. So I'm still blacklisted. I don't have a day of work ahead of me I the rest of my life. I don't life. believe that. I don't have a I day of work be- ahead of me no, the rest of my life. No, but you can tour the world and it's, it's I don't really... know if I have enough shoes to tour now. I think, I think if the movie, now that the movie is overseas and... And it's doing well in the United States. I mean, for the most indie docu-comedy feature ever. Like, yeah. no advertising budget. No, you know, there's no posters on Sunset Strip or anything. But I'm hoping the movie will be the gateway to me being able to tour again. Yes. Because, like you, the good thing is this this actually did make me global. It's great. Good, yeah. bad, or indifferent. Yeah. And so if I do tour again, I will definitely do a global tour and not just the States. Mm-hmm. And I think there there is more of a thirst overseas for an American to stand on stage and explain all the crazy shit that's happening. Absolutely. Because did you find that when you were, you're overseas, that the minute they hear your American accent, they just start pummeling you with Trump questions? <laughs> yes. Me too. Yes. Like everywhere. Like you can be at a diner, no matter where you are. It's like you're going to get coffee and then who, the, they'll just stop and go, what the hell are you guys doing over there? In every country mm-hmm. I found that. Yeah, because they're, they're terrified and also so like schadenfreude. Yes. That they're like delighting in our misfortune. But at the same time, scared. Yeah. Too. Yeah. But you have like like real reason to to have an issue with the, this administration. I mean, what did it ha- like? What happened with the photo shoot with the head? Yeah. For me, was like this is great. This is like this is like the French Revolution. Yeah. You know, that's what I, mean, I there's was. There's a thinking. lot of iconic imagery like that. In fact, yeah. used in comedy and Salome and also um, John the Baptist. You know, it's well, great. There's also a David Spade movie called Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag, and I oh, believe yeah. there's a scene in Death Becomes Her where somebody rolls. Like Meryl Streep's head down a bowling alley or right. Elizabeth, uh, Isabella um, Rossellini or something like that. So, I, of course, I never thought it would take off in the way that it did. Yeah. But I also didn't realize that the way the reason it, it took off that way is was a very specific uh, set of apparatus that they already had in place. Mm-hmm. And so I was really the first celebrity it was used on. I yeah. mean, D-list as I am. But this I always have to tell people this photo was pre-Me Too, pre-Weinstein. Mm-hmm. There weren't really a lot of women standing up for anything because, mm-hmm. well, you know, we were all like still crying at the Javits Center in our minds or mm-hmm. still trying to deal with the reality and all this stuff. So when it happened, it just exploded. You know, I'm going to be honest. I still feel like collateral damage. Like yeah. the toughest thing for me in a way has been that no one has been a significant public advocate for me and what I just kept trying to say from day one is if this could happen to me it could happen to you yeah and it probably happened to me because I'm a 58 year old woman who has the nerve to fly in the face of everything Trump and his believers believe in how dare I be successful how Mm -hmm. dare I be vulgar how dare I succeed in a man's world how dare I speak up to him even though as you know I've known him off and on for like 25 years yeah yeah um and one time he even hired me specifically to roast him Mm -hmm. and the way that the photo was truly sent through the manipulation machine mm-hmm. is why I made the film but also the first third the documentary part people respond to that almost more than the comedy part because 
I learned while making it. I didn't know that the disinformation folks like the Cambridge Analytica's and the AMI Media and Harvey Levin and TMZ, they were all working in tandem. Mm -hmm. And um, Troy Miller, who directed the film, said sort of casually when we were doing the documentary part, which I had to fight like a dog for, by the way. Everybody just wanted to make it a special. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I've done 23 specials. This has to be a feature film. Yeah. Because it's honestly uh, documenting something historic, whether you like me or not. Yeah. And so it took so many battles. Mm-hmm. with so many men yeah. on the phone yeah. saying who do you think you are while I was crying I'm mm-hmm. just being honest that shit still happens mm-hmm. and um, he said do you, do you think there's any pictures of the image in other papers in foreign languages and then I just did a Google search and I found out that within 12 hours it was in it had been manipulated in whatever way the Trump woodchipper had decided but it was in the papers in Moscow China Arabic papers uh, French papers you know so within 12 hours they had manipulated manipulated it or sent it out with a message and that's how I I uh, learned how they made the connection between my photo and me being in ISIS, which makes sense. Well, yeah, that's so crazy. So the Arabic one said, Kathy Griffin, Jihad Asset. And then the <laughs> Daily Stormer ran with that, and the Daily Caller and Breitbart and all those guys. Incredible. And then it just became you know, a talking point. Yeah. Because Mueller had just been assigned. And of course. So yeah. now we now we kind of know the drill. Yeah. But I just have to say, like, to this day, I I have a little, like, I'm still here. Like, yeah. I, look, you can make fun of Michael Avenatti all you want, and he deserves it. But I would have killed to have some attorney on cable news every night going, doesn't matter what you think about this photo. Mm-hmm. Didn't violate the First Amendment. Didn't break the law. Mm-hmm. This, per- You know, if one of your kids had done this, they shouldn't have to have death threats. And then to be put under... A federal investigation without any notice has right. also never happened. Yeah. Because I talked to all the other people who allegedly threatened the president. I talked mm-hmm. to Peter Fonda before he passed mm-hmm. away and he he got a Trump tweet and he said, um, no, man, the, he kind of talk, talked like easy writer. He's like, no, man, the Secret Service has called for like 10 minutes. And I was like, okay. I, I you know, uh, talked to Bette Midler. The Secret Service called Bette Midler three times. Mm-hmm. That's... Mm-hmm. So makes me so pissed off. Yeah. But anyway, the point is, um, in my case, they uh, I just got a call from my First Amendment attorney, Alan Isaacman, who just said the feds have opened an open ended case on you. The mm-hmm. Secret Service and the U.S. Attorney's Office came from straight from the Department of Justice and Jeff Sessions, and they are going to investigate you in an open ended timeline. And I still couldn't wrap my brain around that. Yeah. I was like, well, well, there's nothing to investigate. So right. how, how is this going to end? And how can we end this quickly? Like I wasn't getting it. Yeah. And he said, well, they can keep it open as long as they want. And they're investing you for the, they're investigating you to consider charging you. That's why the U S attorney's office was like on deck mm-hmm. with the crime of conspiracy to assassinate the president of the United States, mm-hmm. which holds a lifetime sentence. Mm-hmm. Then I was, I found out that I was on the no fly list Mm-hmm. So I thought I could probably uh, sell some tickets overseas, but I yeah. couldn't go anyway. Yeah. And then I went through the investigation and I was also interrogated by the feds under oath. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that part either because a lot of the other folks who, you know, Morrissey or people that tweeted about Trump and then he would tweet about it. They just, mm-hmm. they literally just got like a phone call, yeah. which is standard procedure because the Secret Service, I talked to, I got a lot of help. I was really lucky. I, um... Talked to a lot of retired Secret Service, retired FBI, retired CIA, and they were kind of guiding me. And they said, yeah, normally, you know, I remember talking to one retired Secret Service agent and he said, um, you know, prisons are filled with people that are quite serious about killing any president. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, he goes, you don't you don't fit that, that profile yeah. one bit. And he goes, but also, you know, these Secret Service agents, they're so good at their job. Like, we can usually ascertain if someone is serious literally within minutes. Right. And so... Um, 
I said, okay, you know, but they had skipped that whole part and they Ooh. just went right to opening the actual investigation. Yeah. And once that starts, then there's no such thing as, you know, dropping it or uh, there's nothing I could have done. Or, I mean, first of all, I would never have done anything like write an apology letter or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just had to go through it. Yeah. You know, and then then the the Trump army was whipped into a lather, which they continue to be in to this day. And I will say, while I'm very proud of Kathy Griffin to the story, I think they thought I was going to make this little movie and it would be a big bomb. And instead, it got fantastic reviews, the yeah. best reviews of my career. I'm very great. proud. And so I think in a way that pissed off the base a little more. Yeah. So to this day, I have like all the like, who comes after you? Do you have any uh, Trump people come after you? All the time. I any, mean, is any, it like any of that? All of that. Is it groups? Like I have like all the Nazis. I'm on their list. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, yeah. you know, for me, it's kind of like, I think it's kind of in general, any any kind of trolling. And then the incel, the incels always get so angry. Yes. They just don't like women any, anyway. No, no. And um, as the great prophet Jacob Wall says, men lead, women follow. <laughs> but he's come after me literally hundreds of times on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And he is facing federal fraud charges. And on top of that, he still had a press conference last week with his so-called attorney, Jack Berkman, on their stoop. And he was alleging that Elizabeth Warren has been hiring a male escort and engaging in multiple BDSM acts and that she demanded she was able to use a cat of nine tails. Mm-hmm. And then he showed a scar he has on his back, mm-hmm. to which there were literally like six members of the press and they were just going like, woo, like no one took it seriously, which I loved. And then, of course, before the, the so-called press conference was even over, someone had already looked up this escort's Instagram and he had already posted like, oh, I got this scar. I was uh, fi- fixing a chain link fence or something like mm-hmm. that. So hmm. it was sort of debunked in real time. Yeah. I mean, that would make me want to vote for Elizabeth Warren more. I mean, I'm endorsing her anyway. I actually, when I, I did her. Best in Drag Show, which is a show you and I are familiar with, mm-hmm. it's, they benefit um, Housing for Alliance and Healing. And they used to be called Aid for AIDS, and now they're Housing for Alliance and Healing. Go to their website and donate if you can. But anyway, so I got to do like like seven or eight minutes at the show the other night. And I just told that whole story. And every quote that I had from the guy complaining about his rough sex with Elizabeth Warren, all, mm-hmm. the entire theater was just cheering. They love it. They loved her more. Yeah. They loved her more. We love her more. Yes. I love her. Yes. I love her too. She has a plan for everything. Is she going to be president? I hope so. I hope so. But I'm t- I'm so fearful that the misogyny runs so, so it does. deep. It does. You know, when I think of 53% of white bitches voting for Trump, I still can't get over I do, it. I don't believe that. I can't get over it. I it's, don't. It's, it makes me paranoid. Like, yeah. I look around and go, are you one of them? It's like pod people, evasion of the pod people. Yeah, we don't know. I can't believe it. Like, I I'm knew there'd be scary. a couple dumbass bitches, but I, I just, I can't believe 53%. And in the, that's what scares me about the privacy of the voting booth, meaning obviously it should be private. But, you know, how many people are going to say, sure, I'm for Warren, sure, I'm for Harris. But mm-hmm. once they're in the booth, male or female, they just can't bring themselves to vote for a vagina. Yeah. And also, Elizabeth Warren is the the farthest thing from shrill. And I've already yeah. heard a couple of the straights going, she's shrill. And I she's went, not. She's no. not shrill at no, but I mean, all. It's just such a go-to shrill word. Is not even bad. No, compa- <laughs> especially compared to Orange Dumbass. I mean, yeah. how would you define I mean, him? God, it, everything bad. I know. Everything bad. I know. Also, we have, you know, it's really their right-wing bullshit that we like have too many candidates. We have an embarrassment of riches. Yes, we do. I mean, that's our only problem is we have amazing candidates. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can I can tell you my faves and not faves. It doesn't matter. But that's 
like it's not doesn't mean we're a mess no. because we have so many great because candidates. There's so many people stepping up to want to change everything, which I think is so great. It's yeah. very noble. But I'm going to say something controversial. Yes. I also am shocked and disappointed that Booker and Castro like can't even get on the board. Mm-hmm. And number one, I I love I just love Booker. I just think he's Ooh. the real deal and he's super honest. Yeah. And I just think he's so smart and yes. yet he he doesn't you know he went to like Stanford and Harvard and shit mm-hmm. and but he doesn't play that game. No. So I I mean personally I just wish the front runners were obviously I want a female president qualified before I die. Yes. And or person of color. Yes. So I don't see how it's not just Warren Harris, Booker, and Castro. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this, and I'm sorry. Your your timeline is gonna be really nasty when this goes live. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm really sorry. It's You're okay. gonna get robots beyond. It's okay. Beyond robots. It's fine. I I, I don't want Bernie or Biden. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't. I want mm-hmm. a I want a woman, and even my boyfriend Randy. I love when he says this to me. He goes, "Okay, like seriously, you women, you you have to just take over everything. Mm-hmm. Like, he, and it's so funny because we call it our, we jokingly call it our two year plan because mm. this is what I'm pitching to the world. It's radical, and mm-hmm. it's a, it's a it's a platform. So yeah. you can't say I don't have a platform. Yeah, as I'm running for nothing. You just have to let women run everything for two years. Yes. Two years. Yes. We're not taking over. No. We're not cutting your dicks off. Right. We're not emasculating. Just, I think we could, and also, preference, lesbian. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, always. You think Susie Orman? She would be great. Oh, my God. Susie she Orman. She would be great. Here's the cabinet. Susie Orman, Joan Jett, mm-hmm. Hillary Rosen. Melissa Etheridge. Oh, yeah, yeah, perfect. I, we know the gals in the mafia. Yeah. You let the gals run. I call them the gals. You let the gals run things. Uh-huh. And then you slowly weave the guys back in. Yeah. And you weed out, like, which are, like, the Trent Lots that still think Anita Hill's a whore. Mm-hmm. By the way, I thought, can I just say, I thought Trent Lott was dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. Mm-hmm. I thought Jeff Sessions was dead yeah. when he came after me. I remember yeah. making fun of Jeff Sessions as a child. Yeah. Like, he was an old, almost dead Nazi then. Yeah. And I can say Nazi because it's opinion and it's covered under the First Amendment. So, <laughs> so anyway, those are my two plans. Number one, like please it. let women run shit. Yes. And you guys have had a really good run. Mm-hmm. And women and people of color. And also, we I know some, this is somebody else's joke, so I don't mean to be a joke thief. But someone said, we really we have to keep the browning of America going. Mm-hmm. We And I just want to say, uh, this, is, this is actually, I'm going to name drop again. Mm-hmm. So I said to Gloria Steinem one time in jest, mm-hmm. and I said... What do, you, what do you think has been worse for the women's movement, the Real Housewives or the Kardashians? And I thought she would just like not even know what I was talking yeah. about. And she goes, oh, the Real Housewives, definitely. Yeah. And I go, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. Why? And she goes, well, at least on the Kardashians, they show interracial relationships. Right. And I was like, okay, Chloe. All right. <laughs> go, girl. So um, so that's what I want to ask you. How, you know, we, we hear so much about, you know, the African-American community and gun shootings and the brown community and the concentration camps. And that's what I call them. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but that's what they are. They are. So as an Asian woman of color, talk to me about your community and how you guys are feeling about where you fit in. And are you like, like in, like in our dealings with the gay community, because mm-hmm. we're very immersed. I feel a vibe from the entire LGBTQ community like we think we're probably next like in the asian community what is sort of the feeling about where you guys lie in the oh god are we are there going to be internment camps again for us yeah are are it's yeah it's trying to understand like where we fit and it's that that kind of thing of like where do we fit i think for asian americans right now it's just about visibility and trying to figure out like where we are and like trying to be seen can i ask you a racially insensitive question yes I have this weird feeling. This is so, this is going to come out wrong. I have this weird feeling Asian Americans are sort of not on Trump's radar at all. 
Yeah, it's almost like, like I will um, say he's not that he doesn't have. I, what's the word for it? Got the white guys that only date Asian chicks. Oh yes, yellow. He doesn't have yellow fever. <laughs> I'm, he, I'm just saying. Like uh-huh. I think he's so shallow and stupid, and I know uh-huh. him to be. Yeah, like, I call him aggressively stupid. Yeah, he is. Like Britney Spears, like takes pride in it, and uh-huh. we, that is not a diss. Britney's doing the best she can, and we love her <laughs> and support her. Yes, but I, I almost feel like being seen is such an interesting answer but it almost might have a double-edged sword Mm. (laughs) like Mm. do do you feel like the community feels like you guys are sort of under the radar for the moment we've always been under the radar we've always been under this i i sort of the ideation that we are like foreign or that we're our foreignness is somehow keeps us exempt from participating in what right. is American life. It is it is like, yeah, it's like surreal. And but I mean, you're here to make it better. And you're here to like, <laughs> you know, show us like what we can do. And um, so where can people see your movie? I want to see it. I haven't gotten to see it. What? OK, I'm so I'm very excited and I'm very braggadocious about it. OK, yes. so I'm wearing my T-shirt because I love it. I am, you know, you know me. I've never been shy about this. It's great. I, I've been known to wear a sandwich board with my picture on it. So it's available on Apple iTunes or Catalina, whatever it's called. I honestly don't know. Um, Amazon Prime. And then what are these other ones? Because these are ones the kids watch. And um, I don't understand. Voodoo, Voodoo. Oh, I think it's, streaming. All, it's also on demand. On demand. And That's I don't know if that is. if you have to have Dish or Direct or both. Okay. I have I ha- I can watch it on Apple TV and then I can watch it also on Prime Video. It's interesting. I don't know why but more people are buying it on iTunes than any platform. Yeah, that's good. It's great. I'm just surprised because I had so many people say like, "Oh, iTunes is so over and um Netflix, you know, I'm blacklisted at Netflix and HBO and every single network. Um, I can only get, be on three talk shows now. I'm down to three. Wait. Kimmel, Seth Meyers, and Wendy Williams. That's it. Oh, those are the best ones anyway. I know, but come on. I have, I'm just telling us a, a story of history, whether you like me or not. Like, I just, I, I have to admit, I'm resentful. I'm like, come on, you guys. Yeah. Let me just, let me spread my little independent movie. And also, it gives someone an excuse to say this, what they want. Like, I really don't get offended when people go, you know, I, I hated the picture. I'm like, that's okay. That's okay. But mm-hmm. just watch this movie because these things are not only just happening on TV, they really are happening everywhere. Yes. And I kind of, it's a little bit of a, um, uh, inst- it has some instructional moments on mm-hmm. hopefully how to get through something. Yeah. And I show the good, the bad, and the ugly. There's, there's some um, Kathy Griffin ugly ma- ugly no makeup crying that was so bad that the director decided to do it in Madonna, Truth or Dare, Black or White. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. I don't believe that. Yeah. You well, look great. But anyway, um, but what I'm really excited about is my little movie that could has been winning awards. It started at South by Southwest. I won the Freedom of Speech Award at the Michael Moore Traverse City Film Festival, and I did the keynote with him. Tina Brown asked me to open up the 51 Fest, um, which is a women's film festival, saying that we're 51% of the population, Mm -hmm. so we should, you know, our voice should matter a lot more. And I did the keynote with Tina Brown, which was scary, by the way. She's like scary. She's kind of Barbara Walters scary. Oh, okay. But I sort of fell in love with her, too. Yeah. And she didn't laugh at any of my jokes, which you know... It just I just kept asking her if I could borrow her Fabergé egg. And she must have one. She must have several. She several. must have a dozen. Thank you. A dozen. Several. Yes. And I did a keynote with um, Kara Swisher, Ooh, also mm-hmm. a good presidential candidate. Yeah. If we're thinking of lesbians that could start Monday, yeah. Kara Swisher would that be would good. That would be good. So it's really cool. And I have, um, you are one of the very few of my friends who stuck with me. Yes. So I love you forever. I love you forever. Love you forever. I love you. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. So great. Never miss an episode of The Margaret Show. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The Margaret Show is an Erio's production. 
with editing by Kat Hong and original music by Garrison Starr. Powered by ACAST.